My name is Dr. Brian Thatcher, and I would like to welcome you to Pearls of Divine Mercy. I'm speaking on behalf of Eucharistic Apostles of the Divine Mercy, a lay outreach ministry of the Congregation of Marians of the Immaculate Conception based in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. Our mission is to form Divine Mercy prayer groups or cynicals where people learn the faith and then build up the local church through spiritual and corporal works of mercy and to promote the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist and recitation of the Divine Mercy Chaplet during Eucharistic adoration for the intentions of the sick and dying. Our website is at www.thedivinemercy.org, thedivinemercy.org. For information on the ministry, please call us toll-free at 877-380-0727. All callers will receive a free prayer card with the Divine Mercy Chaplet on the back. Quotations of St. Faustina are taken from her diary, Divine Mercy in My Soul, copyright 2001, Marians of the Immaculate Conception. A couple of years ago, I was helping out at my daughter's school to get the required 20 service hours for the year. The students were having a freshman retreat to get them acclimated to high school. At the time, my daughter attended a private parochial school, and the fees were high enough that the children from poor families could attend only if they were on scholarship. When the students were introducing themselves, an episode occurred that I will never forget. First of all, I must admit that I entered the session with a certain bias and prejudice. It was that the students came from upper-crust families where education was emphasized and that the parents were successful and the families necessarily wholesome. One of the first icebreakers, things done to make them feel more comfortable, was to go around the room and tell a little bit about themselves and their families. The first student spoke and said his parents were divorced. His dad never showed any interest in him, and he never called to see how he was doing and had never been to any of his basketball games. The second said that her parents were divorced, and her mother lived several thousand miles away. Because her father traveled a lot with his high-paying job, she was the mother for her younger sister. She cooked the meals, did the laundry, and did the baking for her sister's PTA meetings. The third young man said, You all know my parents are extremely wealthy. I get anything I want at any time. However, my parents are never at home. They are off to parties and fly in the jet to Las Vegas frequently to gamble. They never spend any time with me. At this point, I realized how broken we all are and that money doesn't insure anything. At that point, a girl from a poor family got up and spoke. She was not wearing fancy designer clothes, and in some ways she didn't fit in with the rest of the crowd. Her tennis shoes were plain white and looked like something bought at a garage sale. Here's what she offered. We have nine children in our family, she said. At any given time, someone is usually fighting with someone else, but we are all very close. I love my brothers and sisters more than anything else. We laugh a lot in our home. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Wow, did she provide the lesson for the day. You see, the irony of the situation was that the person with the least, from a materialistic sense, had the most. That is the concept of the upside-down kingdom, that the last shall be first, the humbled will be exalted, and the poor will be rich. 
Scripture tells us, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. From Matthew chapter 6. What is your priority in life? What are your successes? Are they financial? Are you proudest of your mansion, your fancy car, your high-paying job, or the fact that your children love God? They have happy marriages, or that you have spent much time with your children. Where is your heart in all of this? For your actions speak much louder than your words, and where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. St. Faustina's goal in life was to do only God's will and to be a reflection of His great mercy. Jesus told her, May you constantly unite yourself with me through love, for this is the goal of the life of your soul. This act is an act of the will. Know that a pure soul is humble. Love must be the glue that holds us together. I mean love of God and neighbor, not love of money, materialism, and things of this world that rot and rust away. We must let this love be central to our intentions, overcoming fear and anger. And let us better realize that success is not measured in terms of how large a home we own, the value of the car we drive, or the number of cruises we take a year. Success is measured by how much love we have in our hearts and the humility in our souls to hear and do the will of God. So today, I ask you to reassess your interpretation of success and reflect on the scripture. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where is your treasure and where is your heart? Thank you for joining me, Dr. Brian Thatcher, for Pearls of Divine Mercy. If you would like to know more about our efforts to form Divine Mercy prayer groups or cynicals and to promote recitation of the Divine Mercy chaplet during Eucharistic adoration for the sick and the dying, please call our ministry toll-free at 1-877-380-0727 or look at our website at www.thedivinemercy.org thedivinemercy.org All callers will receive a free prayer card with the Divine Mercy Chaplet printed on the back.